Okay, we're back on the MIC. Welcome, guys. Welcome, moms. I'm happy because today we have the amazing Bethany King. Hi. I'm excited about this because, well, as you guys know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm obsessed with your TikTok. (laughs) Stop it. Obsessed with your TikTok. I'm obsessed with all the content you share about real estate, but not just that, mum stuff. You share Mm -hmm. a lot of mum stuff. Mm-hmm. You do a lot for moms, single moms. You've shared your story, which share it again. <laughs> so my story is um, I went from being a broke single mom living in my parents' basement to running a successful seven figure business. Um, Come on. <laughs> seven figures now this past year. Yes. I have a beautiful husband and another baby on the way. So my mom journey has been a complete 180 from where I started. Mm hmm. So I really resonate with like all the other moms out there. And I try to always share kind of my struggles and what I went through so that other people don't have to make the same mistakes that I did. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm happy because it's like, like you said, your, your journey has changed completely. Yeah. You started broke, not broke no more. No. (laughs) We're talking about seven (laughs) figures now. Single mom, not single no more. No. Married. Yeah. Okay. You had one daughter. Now you're going to have. Another, yeah, increase all around. It's like you've completely just changed your life and upgraded your life in every way. It's it's inspirational because you know how many people I guess find themselves in those situations and stay there, are still there, mm-hmm. can't get out, can't mm-hmm. figure out how to escape from it. You did that. Mm-hmm. You're doing that, I'm and you're helping that. moms to do it too. Absolutely, because you're showing them how to get on the property ladder and not just that, but also how to sell houses. Yeah. You teach them, right? Yeah. On my page, like on TikTok, I started that, you know, really as a way to kind of help others if they wanted to do real estate. Cause I found so much success in a short period of time. And I was like, Oh my God, look at this thing I did. Like you can do it too. Mm -hmm. And that's really how I started my page without any intention of like getting clients or making money from it. And then it just really blew up. Right. And now it's been like a really key component in my business. It drives my business. Of course. Even like real estate where we're trading, you know, tens of millions of dollars of real estate every year. You wouldn't think that it's from people who meet me on TikTok. Like it's, it's, it sounds crazy, but it, it makes sense because I think the reason why it's so relatable to people is because you're meeting them where they're at and they're not feeling small or judged and they're yeah. not feeling like it's so out far out of reach that they can't achieve it. Yeah. Because yeah. I know personally for me, I mean, before I even had the mindset to buy a house or anything like that, I just had it in my mind that it was just unattainable. Yeah. Like I'm just not going to be able to. Yeah. It's just too hard. Yeah. It's just for a certain type of people. Mm-hmm. Like people like me can't do that. Yeah. You know, you have those preconceived notions. I don't know where they can't come from, mm-hmm. but then you see someone like you on TikTok <laughs> and you think, well, me and her are not too different. Exactly. It's really daunting. It's really discouraging. You know, when you want to buy a house and we're looking at millennials, we're looking at Gen Z's who are the generations with the highest student debt and the most mm. repressed wages. And then we're watching the news where our average home price is over a million dollars. And then we have our boomer parents telling us, 
when I was your age, <laughs> I bought a house. You uh, mean when bread was 20 cents? Right. You and mean you, then? When you bought the house for like $12 for $12.99. This is it. So it can be really, <laughs> really daunting, especially as a single mom, when you have a single income, because mm-hmm. when you run the numbers, you have to really, you know, be exceptional just to have the basic necessities in this where we live right here mm-hmm. in Toronto and in, and in a lot of other places in the world how do you do that though how do you get yourself into a position to be able to buy a house as a single mom with no not that was your income what was your income like so <clears throat> I went from working you know my I'll tell you a little the reader's digest version of my professional life I went to school for fashion. Um, I was part of the store planning team interning who brought Kleinfeld to Toronto. Um, from there, I moved into licensing, then into buying. I left there. I was a chocolate buyer for Loblaws. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Seasonal confectionery. <laughs> yeah, I would organize all the Easter and the Halloween chocolates in all the stores. Like, um, And then I went into the government service Canada, ESDC. So I had a long background working corporate, working okay. professional. And having like an average Canadian income of around $60,000. That's really like the average income. And I remember, you know, when I was working all these jobs, my parents were so proud of me and they would brag on me like, oh, my daughter is so successful. She's working in the government. (laughs) She has a pension and benefits. I mean, that's that's a flex kind of. But the the reality was I was so depressed Mm. and I was living paycheck to paycheck. And I might have been making 60000 a year, but I was also 60000 in debt. Okay, there we go. So That'll do it. here I am, like every single day, day in and day out, busting my ass. And I'm looking at my daughter, who's a toddler, mm-hmm. and she's just getting bigger. And our space where we're living just feels like it's getting smaller because she's getting bigger. And I realized, I need to buy her a house. Mm. I need to buy a fucking house. How am I going to do that? Okay, I'm going to go get my real estate license. Okay. And... um. Out of desperation, I literally had nothing else to lose. And I left my day job and just went 100% into real estate. And within six months, I paid off all my debts and I saved up for a down payment. Wow. Yeah. It was insane. It was, it was crazy. Focused. It was crazy. But I feel like for moms, you know, I can say, okay, this is the work that I've done. This is the money that I made, da, 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 da. But through this whole journey, it's so much more than just um, the professional and financial side. I think there's like a mental, emotional side Mm -hmm. um, that takes a role because a lot of moms, I feel like they get stuck in the same cycles over and over again. And it usually starts from, you know, giving birth or from your partner, Mm -hmm. right? From the child's father. Yeah. The depending on who your baby father is, will really have, um, like a, will determine your trajectory, let's say Mm -hmm. in your life, right? If you have a partner that's supporting you, or if you have a partner who's just mentally damaging you over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I've said on TikTok that has gone viral every single time I say it is to take your baby father to court. Mm, But I like that. Mm Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like this. Elaborate. You know, and in my situation, I didn't I didn't start the process. It was started like against me. Mm-hmm. And um, I was broke and I didn't get legal aid. I knew that this was way too important for me to 
be cheap and cut corners. Yeah. So what I did was I went to the bank and I took out a personal loan of like $10,000 and I hired a real lawyer, like a proper family lawyer. Mm -hmm. And that was the best money I ever spent in my whole life. Why? Because he pretty much took over everything, fought for all my rights and then got me and then some. Mm -hmm. So if there was like a baseline where I was supposed to get X amount of dollars for child support, I was getting above that. Okay. If there was like a schedule that was a status quo for everybody else, I was getting more than that. I got sole custody immediately. I got all the passports. I got everything. So once that was implemented and we got our court order, all of a sudden there was no more stress. Like yeah. that part was yeah. done. Yeah. Right. And my daughter's life was like settled mm-hmm. and our schedules were just put together. So because I had that in place, I was able to focus like in other areas of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when I talk to other moms, that's usually the number one common problem that I see is that there is no finalized court documents mm. dictating what your co-parenting relationship is. is. Yeah. You have to get your affairs in order yeah. because there are so many other things to kind of worry about that mm-hmm. going back and forth. Yeah with your you're supposed to be teammate is just not yeah it's not it shouldn't be on the list of things to worry about exactly it just shouldn't no so once you get that together and you've kind of agreed with the core um this is what you have to give me Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is what we're Mm -hmm. doing this is Mm -hmm. how we're doing this then you're able to focus on saving up for your Mm -hmm. down payment and doing all the other things that you need to do yeah. To get the house. And when you go to get a mortgage, the lender, you provide that court order to the lender to show, okay, this is my child support payment. So if you have three kids, then it'll show that income is coming in to financially support those three kids. Got it. it happens so many times where I'll talk to moms and they're like, you know, Beth, I have two kids. I have three kids. Like I'm in a one bedroom. I need space for these kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, great. So if you have three kids... We need to get you a four bedroom house. Yes. So the numbers have to make sense. <laughs> it does. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, what is the child support? Oh, there isn't any. No, this, yeah, this is not. So how can you afford can you... to give your children the life? Like, and this is just the basic necessities of life. Right. But I think that a lot of moms, like we struggle with the mental and emotional damage that we've been through. And we're afraid to take those steps to protect mm. ourselves and to fight for the things that are rightfully yours and your children's. And mm. it's not a bad thing. No, it's not. A bad I thing. always preach like if if he has children, it's fair that he financially supports them. Yes. And it's fair that he gets to see them on a set schedule yeah. and that you get to have a break on a set schedule. Yeah, absolutely. It has to work for both parties, but, yeah. you know, it has to be fair. Exactly. It has to be fair for both people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I don't know what it is that goes through a man's mind, like a man that would decide not to to financially support. I'm not sure what would lead them to make that decision. Yeah. Can't speak on it. Not a man. <laughs> but if I was a man, I would be paying. <laughs> right? I'd be giving the money. Yeah. But, I mean, I can't speak on it. I'm not a man. I don't know why what would lead them to make those decisions but we hear the story if time they can't and time come again to that conclusion themselves yeah. you have to 
you got to boss We're up. Let's go, to court. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's go, let's go, buddy. Now it makes sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense. So that was the main. Was that would you say the the turning point for you? I think that's that's what really sets me apart. I feel like from a lot of other moms when they look at me and they're like, "Oh my God, how were you able to achieve those things?" I say, "Because I, I have a strong foundation." Yeah, because okay. I got that part done and taken out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also sets you up for so much more because like look at your life now you're able to build upon it get remarried Mm -hmm. and start all over but you can't kind of walk into a new life when you've got that baggage exactly when you've got that mess yeah i want to call it mess i know that might offend people but when you've got that mess going on it's mess whether it's baby daddy drama (laughs) or it's baby mama drama having this court order in place is beneficial yeah not only for the mom but also for the father as well yeah so when dad moves on and finds a new woman a new wife whatever and they ask about okay what's the deal with your kids and and their mother you can be like yeah this is a situation is is. here you go and it's settled yeah and then you can go into a new relationship with peace yeah and it's also good for the children too because it gives them some sort of a conclusion like a final yeah this is what it is and they don't yeah. have to witness back and forth and arguing yeah and you know just <sighs> my just my daughter mess. has such <laughs> like a delusional like view of life and she i love that for her (laughs) she brags about having two dads that's just amazing and she brags about having three grandmas and like several like (laughs) she has no clue how these things actually work but she brags about it every day well i have two dads (laughs) (laughs) but this is good because that's what that's what kids should experience they shouldn't experience dysfunction it should just be like healthy co-parenting situations that they get to be a part of and i love that for her this is what we need and i think this is the reason why this is important is because this is not something that people think of when they think of how do i upgrade my life financially Mm -hmm. how do i you know Mm -hmm. they don't think about no all the other stuff no the family organization that has exactly. to take place in order for you to even make those steps personally exactly. or professionally like yeah. it's it it all it's intertwined yeah and i know that because like you, you could be at work and if your life's a mess you're not you're not even focused exactly you can't even focus you can't make any kind of strides no and you have no um faith or hope or optimism of your future Mm -hmm. because you're constantly going through this like toxic cycle or what i see a lot is like these constant negotiations every Mm. single week every single weekend yeah and it's so draining every holiday every special occasion yeah you just need something it's so much drama and it's like waiting for okay like is he gonna pay child support this month is he not going to you know and it's with me and, and my when and Eva's dad, I've always out earned him. So I was never necessarily waiting on that paycheck, right. like that child support check. But it just settled everything. Mm-hmm. There was no more conversations. Mm-hmm. It was just done. Yeah. See you at six PM. Yeah. yeah. This is it. Good. Yeah. Yes. You have to be <laughs> You know what? Because this is the fact. If you want to be a boss babe at work, I mean that term sounds so corny, but really if that's what you want to be, you gotta be yeah. that at home too. Period. <laughs> You gotta, be that, but you gotta be about it when it comes to the kids yeah and everything around your life everything yeah. that's going on in your life you need to be authoritative yeah you need to make decisions executive decisions yes about your life yes make it legal yeah 
make and everything I, legal. You know, there's, I feel like <laughs> I love that. some of the moms I talk to, there's a lot of fear. If I take this step, what is going to happen? Mm. What is the like retaliation that I'm going to face? And that's where I start to see it. Like as a lot of moms, we have the capabilities to be millionaires. Mm. We have the capabilities to run successful businesses. At home, we are multitasking masters. Yeah. We are the psychologist, the doctor, the chef, the everything, the coach. Yes. We are the every the taxi, the chauffeur. We're everything. Mm-hmm. So we're already doing it in our day-to-day lives. But when we look at like our professional, it's like, oh, I don't know, like there's all these emotions and you all these stress and all these nerves. But I think in order for me to be successful, the first thing that I established was that. And it was something that was brought on to me. Mm-hmm. I can't say that if it wasn't brought on to me, would I have taken that step? Honestly, I don't know. Mm. But I can say that it was probably yes, the best thing that ever happened. So. I don't Seems know. like your personality type. At that time, I remember because we split when my daughter was just a few months old. Okay. So I did not have any intention of pursuing anything through the courts. Right. Okay. And it just happened that he was really mad and, and wanted to be uh, spiteful mm-hmm. and he pursued it. So it was just kind of forced onto me. I can't, you know, I always, and I tell this to all the moms I talk to, you know, honestly, I don't know if he didn't initiate it. Like would I have, I can't say 100%, but going through that, which was, and it's a stressful time to go through that. It probably the lowest time in my life after coming out of it, it changed my life tenfold. Mm, and now it's like, a well, it happens for a reason because now this is something you can advise other women and other moms to go ahead and do, mm-hmm. like get it sorted, get yeah. it done. And yeah. that's the beginning of the rest. Mm-hmm. Now we can build, now we can grow yeah, and we can flourish. Exactly. This is great. And so how long after that did you go ahead and get your license um it was maybe like i don't even remember maybe a year or two the whole that whole time in my life just feels like such a blur Mm. this whole like transitionary time where i went from like being in the red to like changing my whole life around and realizing like there's so much more to life even though it sounds so corny but you go from having like major postpartum depression, going mm. through a custody battle, dealing with lawyers and courts and all that stuff. And then you come out of it a year later, two years later, you're living debt free. You have money in the bank. You know, your daughter's thriving. Your life is progressing. Yeah. You know, I went from like to give you perspective, I went from getting a tax return that was five figures mm. to the next following year having to pay Pay. taxes in the five figures. Yeah. I think my first tax bill was like $60,000 I had to pay. My God. And then the year before that. Your first one. Yeah, like the year before that, I got like 10 Gs back. Yeah. So I'm like looking forward to tax time. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to get my taxes. And then I (laughs) was. You realized, hold on a minute. I was like, what? What? What is this? I'm like, I'm a mom. I'm a single mom still. (laughs) I honestly miss tax returns. I miss tax returns so bad. So much. So bad. This is what they don't tell you about getting into a new tax bracket. It's not fun This is what they don't fucking tell you. It's not exciting. Emotional damage. (laughs) Like Tax season used to be a ball. What do you mean? Right? I was planning trips, going shopping. Now it's a stressful time. Yeah. And it, it low-key 
stresses me because sometimes I'm like, these taxes are going to public services that are low key just not doing it for oh, me no, right girl. now. Don't, don't get me all round up. I don't even want to start. Me but, but if I speak, oh, the people will be mad. But if, <laughs> if I talk, the people will be mad. But those public services, I'm sorry, but this can't be this can't be where my money's going. No, no. <laughs> No, this can't be what you guys it's are using it ghetto. for. Because what this is, is very ghetto? Because what is this? <laughs> <laughs> a mess. That's what it is. Totally. So we're in a new tax bracket. This took a year. Literally, it took a year of me doing real estate to switch completely change my life. And like, this is not to tell everybody else to be an agent because it might not be like sales might not be for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for moms to understand that you can curate your life around being a mom yes right like motherhood is not hard it's mm. just hard in a society who doesn't value mothers mm. right so you can i feel like now and i i was working the other day and having a consultation but just talking a lot about you know my life and my brand and i've really curated this beautiful life around who i am at the core of being a mom yes when i was working in fashion i remember my daughter was in daycare and the daycare called me and they're like, oh, your daughter has a fever. She's breaking out in hives. I need you to come and get her. And then I remember having to go to my my manager, my superior, and having to ask them, can I leave? Oh, I hate that. Because that my daughter is sick. Mm. And they're like, oh, after you do these, this, this, this. Oh. And like from that moment, it was like, okay, something's got to change here. Yeah. I will never put myself in a position where I have to ask for permission to go and be with my child when my child needs me. Yeah. It's yes. Right? I, I feel up. you on that. I don't I don't like those types of things. I don't like that. Those type of environments make me feel gross. It's un- <laughs> it's unnatural. It's unnatural. I feel like it should just be like did you hear what I said? I said I said my daughter has a fever. I've got to I what do you mean go. after you've done this, this, this and this? Like yeah. that's crazy to me. And I think when I was pregnant with my daughter too, I had to have a complete mindset change about like how I wanted my my world to look, mm-hmm. you know. I was already a business owner when I was pregnant with her, but I we had an office. Mm-hmm. And the whole team we would go into the office and we'd work and I just decided when I was like seven months that I just don't want to do this journey every day. Yeah. Like going into the office and back, I'm just not going to do it. And not just because I'm big pregnant, but I was thinking about like when she's born, what is this going to mean for me? The commute. And being that far. Being that far. And then it's like, I have to now figure out all these other things just to yeah. make it possible for me to be somewhere else. And then I just said no. Like, and I had to restructure everything and we became a remote team mm-hmm. it just worked better for me it's like i want to work from home i want to do it this way i want to do it that way but being in a position where i can restructure my life to where it works for me and my family and my needs and my desires and my child mm-hmm. was like a great blessing i think that yeah. came from running my own business and yeah. not necessarily being you know in a environment where yeah. it's like i have to ask yeah can i go home because i need to do I don't like that. No, it's not natural. <laughs> I, yeah, and when you're not. when and your I, kids are like taken care of, and then you can thrive. Yeah, but if your kids are not well, how do, how are you gonna be well as a mom? Yes, yeah, and I think that flexibility is very important for moms. And so, like, even for you, just creating a building a career for yourself that allowed you to 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 parent the way you wanted to parent mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. And I think what we do sometimes this is the mistake i think a lot of 
not just mothers, but people make is we pick our job and then we're stuck with whatever lifestyle that job allows us to have. Yeah. So I've decided I want to be a nurse or whatever. Then I'm stuck with the hours that mm-hmm. nurses have to work, mm-hmm. the time off that nurses get, the mm-hmm. pay that nurses are allowed. Mm-hmm. I have to live a nurse life, Yeah. <laughs> you know? But what we should really do is pick the lifestyle first and then choose a career that allows us to have that lifestyle. Yeah. So it's like, I want the type of lifestyle where I can start work at this time, finish work at this time, have these days off. This is how I want to live. I want to, yeah. you know, I want to live in this type of a city. I want to live with, around these type of people. And then I pick a job that will allow me to have that. Mm-hmm. Mum's got to think that way. Yeah. Because we don't have time to fight with the system or fight with the man. No. <laughs> No. About the things we need for our kids. Yeah. Because not every workplace and not every industry is compassionate. No. And you have to do exactly that, but think of it also in the big picture. Yes. So one of my girlfriends, Nicole, she's no budget babe on TikTok, and she was a self-made millionaire before turning 30, and she has three boys. She's married. And um, I talk to her a lot, and she does my financial planning, and she says, what's your dream life? I want you to tell me what your dream life is, right? When do you want to retire? How much money do you want to have? This is it. You know, what does your house look like? How many houses do you want to have, right? How much, like, what do you want to do with your day every day? This is it. This is lifestyle design. And then you work it back from there. Correct. And this is huge for moms, especially when we're talking about real estate and housing. This is like what I do all day long because the house that fits you and your toddler is not going to be the house that fits you and your teenager. Mm. So you have to think about these things in the long term. And like you said, you have to think about your lifestyle and then curate around that. Yes. I love that. It's the personalization as well. Mm -hmm. Your approach to, to real estate that I love. Like Mm -hmm. when you're working with moms and, and talking to them about their family and what they need for their family. This is, it's, it's taking it away from just, Oh, you need a house yeah. or, you know, you need an investment. Like this is, I don't know. Some of these realtors, they just, it's just a numbers thing, Yeah. <laughs> but you personalize yeah. the experience and it's more, I don't want to say more emotional because that's kind of minimizing what it is, but it's, it's personal. Yeah. And it's tailored to exactly. the person and their lifestyle. That is what I think makes the way you do what you do special. Mm-hmm. Thank you. you know what I mean? Thank like you. thinking ahead of like when your daughter is 17, mm-hmm. this is what she's going to need or this is yeah. what you're going to need or this is the space you're going to need. Yeah. This is what we're thinking ahead towards. Mm-hmm. This is it. You're thinking about providing homes, not exactly. just houses. Because I can forecast what's going to happen with the kids. Like I have a client who has this other girl. She also had three small boys so immediately it's like, okay, you need to upgrade your house from a townhouse and we need to get you in the biggest house possible. Personally, I'm not going to prioritize your desire for your kitchen countertops because that's not important. <laughs> What's important right. is probably getting you a house with a yard because you're going to have three rambunctious boys <laughs> and probably a house with a, at least a two car garage and four parking because mm. eventually they're going to start driving. And then on top of that, if we can have a basement that might be converted to a basement apartment down the line when they get older, 
that's going to be huge value. That's what you, Mr. Buyer, Miss, <laughs> Miss Man Buyer, yeah. <laughs> that's what you need to be worried about. Mm-hmm. Not being worried about like having the, the backsplash that you want mm-hmm. or the foyer that you want. You know, I have a client right now who's a single father and he has his daughter every other weekend and he's buying a condo and he wanted like a sexy bachelor pad, <laughs> right? Downtown Toronto, like, oh, I wanted just a one bed plus done, maybe like something new, something where everything is happening. Right. And I'm like, no, you're going to get the two bedroom just outside of the city. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you need to have a whole bedroom. Your daughter's four years old. She needs to have her own space when yeah. she comes over. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't care about having a sexy bachelor. This is what you need, whether Mm. you want it or not. So a lot of my clients and like most of my clients are black as well. So they're okay if I talk to them in that way. They're not going to like be offended. But that's really important is understanding family dynamics, especially in my work when it comes to real estate. Exactly. Isn't it nice, though, as well, working with your people? Like working with black people, isn't it nice? Yeah. Because you feel like you can kind of just be yourself a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I told them, like, stop being so light skin, okay? Because <laughs> they need That's to so hear funny. it. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, they can, you can relate, they can relate. And it's also, it's just like representation. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's important too, because nobody really wants to hand over such a big part of their personal life to someone who they don't yeah. think really gets me. Exactly. Like, you don't really get me. Yeah, and the fact know? that I've shared so many of my struggles online has brought so many clients to me of course yeah. because they see okay she's going through or she went through what i'm going through Mm -hmm. so she understands right so they can come to me and they don't have to give me the explanation it's like i already know i got you yeah and i have clients who are like in tears and they'll be like yeah you know this is what's happening and they start to just kind of go silent because they're like really emotional and it's Mm. like don't worry i got you i already know I'll see you on Saturday. Yeah. You know? And you know what else I love as well? It's like you share your home life. Mm-hmm. And that's important because people are not just trying to buy houses. They want homes. Yeah. And I think you sharing. It's like you don't want to buy from someone who doesn't have what they're selling. Yeah, exactly. And you show mm-hmm. that you have like not just a house, a home mm-hmm. um, that is full of love. And that's what they want. Right. Yeah. So I think that is not just aspirational, but it's inspirational too, because there are going to be women, mothers who are, and and men too, who are in the position that you were in Mm -hmm. eight years ago. And majority of people are, let's face it, Mm -hmm. majority of people are making that, you know, average income, which barely affords you the basic necessities of life now that we're dealing with this inflation mm. you know now that all of these things that, that have, have happened and even our health care but don't get me going don't, don't get, me, get me don't started, get me all around <laughs> but that's majority of people there's very few people that are just fine in this mm. market who are making enough money who are not complaining about grocery prices right. so in my work i find that a lot of my colleagues really um you know show their their lives and their brand as like this beautiful aesthetic gorgeous everything is perfect i never stubbed my toe ever in my whole life <laughs> but then nobody resonates with you yeah nobody likes that you make it seem they make it seem unattainable yeah accessible because you know i'm like my life is not like that i don't think no. it could ever be like that no so you just don't feel connected yeah and you don't trust them yes 
Like, That's I don't it. trust you. Like, you're yeah. lying. And you, <laughs> I love, one thing I also love about your TikTok, you ruffle feathers, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get the girls going. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. How does that feel? Like, sometimes when you post something, do you know when it's about to yeah. set, set people off? Yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. Why do people get so offended? When it comes to real estate, it is a very touchy subject yes. online. A lot of people feel cheated. They feel mm. like what's happening to them is not fair. And um, they're angry about it. And it's easier to take it out on the real estate agent than to understand, like, the institution behind it. And a lot, you know, of what I've said in the past and I always say is, like, I don't get hate from black people. Mm. Right. It's always like my non-black people. Mm. And it's I, is hot. It's ironic when you've had all this privilege and you've had all this opportunity and you've had all these doors open for you and you still are trash. (laughs) I mean, because the black girls are not sitting around, you know, making trolling accounts, complaining that they can't buy a house and it's not fair for foreign investors like we face real oppression and we have real problems. Yeah. It's right? always far. It's always the xenophobia. This, this yeah. is where we go. This is where they take it. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Why is it that always, you know, and then there's, but <laughs> if you're an ally, then you're not offended. Mm-hmm. If I talk about racism and stuff like that, but I do talk a lot about just like institutional racism, racism that we see in real estate, yeah. money trauma that black people have. Yes. Um, and it is very triggering to some people because when you start to dismantle a system that has benefited them, mm-hmm. then it's, it starts to ruffle them because they don't want to take a responsibility and accept that they have benefited from a system that has oppressed other people. Yeah. And it's like they can't even bring themselves to admit that. So they're just like, fuck you. You're a bitch. <sighs> and I see it too. And I'm just like, gosh, you relax, Brenda. Goodness me, Sally, yeah. calm down. It's like, it's not that deep. Yeah. If you don't agree, you can scroll, you know? You know, and <laughs> I've had even some of my older colleagues who look at me and they feel like it's not fair that I found so much success at such a young, I mean, in real estate, I'm young, um, a young age or at a young point in my career as well. But I'm supported by my people. Yeah. And you're taking a different approach to it. Like yeah. you're not doing it the typical way. I mean, I don't have an issue with it, but you know, the old way that I've been used to seeing is just seeing the posters on the on the back of the bench. Yeah. At the bus stop. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like one way of advertising yourself, but you decided that you was gonna do it a different yeah. way and use TikTok or use social yeah. media and that's like you I wasn't gonna you plast- can't hate the player, hate right? the game. I wasn't gonna <laughs> plaster my face on a garbage can. <laughs> Sorry, like, like that approach. doesn't work, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. so you said, I'm just going to do it a different way. And I think it's, it's the, I guess, the racism stuff, which is important to talk about because that plays a big part in everything. And that is part of the reason why there is so much inequality mm-hmm. in housing. Mm-hmm. That it has to be discussed. Yeah. But it's not even just them. I see the renters get upset as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> when yeah. you talk about that. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. It's just part <laughs> of it. I've accepted it. Mm-hmm. You know, going through these changes in my life and as I continue to upgrade and every year is different than the last, yeah. I've learned this important lesson and I want to give this lesson to any mom out there as well as you're going through these transformations and you're changing and you're upgrading your life and you reach new levels there's new devils Mm, that's it 
new levels, there's new devils. Yeah, my pastor used to say right? it all the time. <laughs> it's true. It is it's so, so true. true yeah. Right. And I think um it's just it comes with the it comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. It's part of it. It's part of the game. I love that you don't take it to ch- like to heart. Mm-hmm. It's just you just take it on the chin. Yeah, and you keep keep it pressing. I love that for you. Um, I feel that's the way it should be approached and looked at anyway. And we can't let negativity online stop us from promoting or advertising ourselves. No. We're trying to run a business. Yeah. So we can't let these things. <laughs> we can't let anything like whether it's your job, whether it's your co-parent, this is it. it's like you have to kind of push through with every time that you upgrade, you're going to have an equal resistance. Yeah. So you have to keep pushing through that. Did and you find anyone try to discourage you when you started this journey? Oh my God, all the time. Really? All the time. Even to this day, all the time. But it's not black people. This is crazy to me. Yeah. it's Even it, at this state, even oh, now. Yeah. With even all, now. all the awards, yeah. everything, even all everything now. you've achieved. There yeah. are still people telling you you should hang it up. Yeah, totally. What? Aggressively. That is crazy to me. Yeah. But, you know. What, what, what could be the reason behind that? What, just what? demons. Mm, jealousy. <laughs> just that's what I'm saying. There's new levels, new devils. Yeah. Right. There's people who look at me and they feel like it's unfair, like that I have the followers that I have. Mm. And they feel like, you know, maybe I'm stealing business from them because I've reached a wider audience. And again, like you have to understand the average demographic of real estate agents is a 48 year old middle-aged, like white man or white woman. So I come into the scene and they're like, who the fuck is that? Mm. Who the fuck is TikTok? (laughs) That doesn't work. Yeah. And then when they see me getting awards, it's like, that's not fair. She didn't have to do what I had to do. She didn't have to struggle the way that I had to struggle, but little do they know. You had your own struggle. Little do they know. Mm-hmm. I am a millennial who has now lived through three economic collapses. There we go. So they can stay mad. Settle down, Barb. <laughs> Settle no, down. This is it. And I, I just think that that is the right approach because honestly, you can look at someone and be like, oh, they didn't have to go through what I went through, blah, blah, blah. I've been paying my dues. But you know, you don't know what they went through. Exactly. You don't know what they had to overcome. And to like, get to this place. The life experience that I bring to the table is nothing like what a Gen Xer could mm. ever understand. And I yeah. work with my people and my generation. And I work with older generations too. And they're always black or they're different kinds of minorities mm-hmm. as well. Um, because they understand that they can trust me and I'm not going to screw them over. Yes. There's a lot of like crazy stuff that happens in my industry as well, where people are looking for somebody that they can trust. Mm -hmm. And I'm that person. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you are. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. And what about maternity leave? What's that going to look like? None. 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 Mm. I did that with my, with my daughter when I had my my daughter I didn't take any time off so how long after giving birth did you start work here's here's what I did actually I hired people to to take on some of my workload so I had a team I didn't Mm -hmm. do everything but I was still I don't know it's very difficult to switch off yeah the CEO brain Mm -hmm. because I'm still like checking things and making sure that everything and everyone's everyone knows what they're supposed to do the, the whole team's been prepped. Everybody knows what what work they're taking on. I've offloaded everything. I've delegated everything. And I'm still, like, checking and emailing. And it's it was so hard for me to just be like, Patrice, you don't have to do this. Like, this is your time off. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. It's like I, did, I worked right up until she was born. Yeah. And then I remember the day after she was born, um, 
had a webinar. I don't te- I wasn't teaching it. I had um, a lady teaching it for me, but I was trying to log on <laughs> with the hospital, <laughs> with the hospital, and I'm trying to log on to see the webinar. Like I wanted to see that it's going smoothly. And I just remember thinking to myself, she's just not that deep. Like you don't have to be doing- It's not that serious. It was never that serious. It never was was that serious. It never was that serious. And I'm trying to log on to see the webinar. I didn't didn't actually get onto it because I had all this other stuff. You know, they come around to check the baby's ears and check the, you know, I got to, I just had to tune out and just get into mum zone. But you know, I had only been a mum for a day. Like I didn't know what I was Mm, doing yet. Yeah, (laughs) I'm new, I was new here. So I had to get into mum zone and I had to take on like a whole new job, a whole new identity, a whole new role. And I had to just kind, it took me a while to adjust to the fact that, cause you know when, I don't know, you're a business owner and that's that's what I was. That was like my life. Yeah, My business was literally my life. I didn't have kids, it was just me. That was your baby. (laughs) That was your baby, your first baby. Yeah, Yeah. I would work 16, 17 hour days sometimes. I would go from event to event to shoot to event. I was doing all types of stuff. I'd go from a meeting to another meeting. Like I would, that was my life. That was my whole life. And so when I had her, part of the reason why I started Mums in Control in the first place is because I was just like, how am I going to run a business and be a mum? Yeah. I didn't feel like it was possible. And I was like, yeah. I need to surround myself with women who have done this before because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm freaking out, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm freaking out. And I need to make sure that I can still maintain my business and be a great mom. Um, thankfully I have an amazing husband. Like he's a great partner. And like you said, who you have a child with, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. And he took paternity leave and he was supporting me and he was helping me figure everything out. And after a while, I got into the zone. So I didn't take my maternity leave straight away. It took me about four months or so to wean off of work. (laughs) It took me a while to kind of wean off. Um, I didn't, I wasn't actually doing the physical work. Yeah. I was just checking in all the time. Yeah, and, mentally. Yeah, mentally had to disconnect and just yeah. get straight into mom zone, like, and just be fully immersed yeah. in it. Um, but the main thing is having a good team, mm-hmm. prepping them for your disappearance. Yeah. And mentally preparing yourself as well to disconnect. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can do it this time. Mm-hmm. I'm not connected like that to my work anymore. Yeah. After being a mum for nearly four years now, I feel like I'm. I'm. She, my daughter is now. She's my number one priority. Yeah. Work. I do it because I enjoy it. I'm good at it, and it's my income. Yeah. But my child, that's. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah. So, when I have this that second baby. You won't have to ask me twice <laughs> to, to leave work. Like, bye. I've, I've already started checking out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me personally, I'm I'm cool with it. I trust my team. I'm prepared to mm-hmm. just disconnect. Yeah. You won't be able to reach me. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to reach me. Where are you at mentally with that? 
Yeah, you know, I have a team um, around me. I've, I train agents and they work alongside me. So I have solid support systems in mm-hmm. place. And then I also have backups and then I have backups to the backups. Yes. So it's I think it's so important, like you said, to have a team. And I'm really close with the people that I work with whether it's my mortgage people, my lawyer, you know, my management at my office, the agents that I work with. Um, I build a really close connection with them and I make sure that they're well paid as mm-hmm. well. Um, so that when I have moments, they're like, no problem. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Like I remember um, a couple of years ago I had surgery. It was, it was fine. I was, it was a cosmetic surgery, mm-hmm. but I wanted two weeks off. And during that two weeks, there was all these things happening, but the team was like, do not call Beth. She's busy. She's recovering. (laughs) I got this. I'm taking care of that. And they were all working together to like give me peace Mm -hmm. because they know that when I am working, I take, I, I take care of everything. Yeah. So this time, like with my daughter, I had, I was working a day job, so I had Matt leave. Mm. So I did a lot of sitting around shopping, (laughs) (laughs) staring at the baby yeah you know being in my thoughts yeah so now that I work for myself you know my days are very different and it's a luxury and a blessing that in my work I can make a year's salary Mm -hmm. in you know three months or Mm -hmm. in six months and then take the time off if I want to Um, and then I just kind of spread the wealth with other agents who are new and I train them up and I give them an opportunity to create wealth themselves so it's it's good it's it's gonna be a different experience this yeah. time I think, um, and then of course I have my my beautiful husband as well. There we go. Who takes care of me Major and does key. absolutely everything for Major me. Key. <laughs> I was telling him this morning that this baby inside of me lives like such a luxury lifestyle, because whatever she wants, he's like makes it happen. There we go. So this it's is what we need. A lot more support this time around. That's it. Support. Yeah. I can't stress this enough. This yeah. is why I'm very, very big on choosing your partners wisely. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm so big on marriage too. Mm-hmm. It's hard though, girl. It's, it's hard. hard. Like having a baby, a, a baby is it's a two parent job. Yeah. Like one parent, it's just not enough parents. It's not natural. <laughs> it it was never meant to just be for one person. No. It was meant for two people. Yes. It's literally like against like God and I'm not super religious, but like God didn't make it so that one person can have a kid. He made it like two. Two. You're meant to have two people there. Yeah, it's important because it's hard. Someone's got to do you got to divide the labor yeah. like It is hard, but then also what I find as well which is if you look on the opposite side, a lot of women are waiting so long to have kids. Yes. Because they are looking and searching for, right for that perfect person. And like nobody is perfect. perfect. No, no one's perfect. And so it's almost no like, like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah. You're damned if you do and you have a baby early enough, but with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. But if you have a baby early enough, you'll have a successful, stress-free pregnancy. Yeah right from a health perspective yes or you too. wait too long searching <laughs> for that perfect person waiting to have that perfect wedding and then to have those kids and then before you know it you have a geriatric pregnancy and you're faced with a whole nother multitude mm. of complications and then you have a baby let's say in your late 30s and you're picking them up from little league when you're like 50 years Ooh, old child. so <laughs> 
it's true no you see the thing is i i know it's not you no one's perfect no one's perfect um and it's it's you can't wait around for the rest of your life looking for the perfect person i know that much yeah but you do know when a man is not fit to be a yes. father. Yes. That part, yes. that much you know. Yes, that's true. Don't have kids with him. Yes, and I, I know exactly <laughs> Avoid what that. you mean. Avoid that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Avoid that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not Don't saying- Don't have a baby thinking it's going to change that person. Because it will not. Exactly. Yeah, and if your relationship is bad already, yeah. don't think that having a baby is going to make it, is going to fix it. Right. that's not going to happen Right, Krishan? There we go. <laughs> Right, Christian and Blueface. Like. They need to break up now. Jeez. <laughs> They're not ready for this. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. These are the things that I think we need to pump the brakes. And I think even if it is getting, if you feel like you're getting old, mm-hmm. I hate that because 35 is so young, but that's yeah. the geriatric age, right? That's what they say. Yeah. Oh, geriatric sounds so I know. extreme. But I if you know. do feel like you're approaching it and you're like, I don't know if I can continue waiting don't just run to the next to the first man that's willing to yeah with his dirty fingernails and he doesn't even have a bed in his house don't do that to yourself this is the problem that's why think of that lifestyle like you said here we go think of that lifestyle okay this is the end goal this is what i want is this the right piece of the puzzle yeah but also it's almost it's like try your best but don't beat yourself up and if you had the baby early on and it didn't work out because they did that guy did a complete 180 that's okay too mm. you know that's okay too you can get the court order in place and you can move on it. peacefully with your life this is it because i know women who picked the wrong one but they made it work yeah you turned it all around turn it all around and you can do that yeah but if you can avoid it like if you don't have kids yet yeah hear me now <laughs> pick a good one <laughs> pick a good one try pick your best because the support makes so much difference like yeah. once you have that baby there are so many things that are not even tangible that you can't even foresee the emotional toil yeah the emotional labor the hormones mm-hmm. you will find yourself three days after having a baby crying for no reason no just crying you're just uh-huh. in tears there's nothing wrong there's nothing no. nothing's happened you're just crying on the toilet i cried this morning for no reason no reason <laughs> just had to let it just, out no reason i watched a commercial the other day it wasn't even an emotional one i think it was a car ad something <laughs> silly and i'm welling up like crying <laughs> at the ad yeah bring tears to my eyes yeah what what the hell you're gonna cry right now <laughs> hormones yeah it will do it to you and if you just need to make sure that you have like a good support system like i have yeah. a friend breaks my heart but like she had to you know really deal with her partners being cruel to mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. after having the you're not a good mom you're this you're negativity like over yeah. your life that could break you down yeah to where you won't even see a way out of or a future for yourself your self-esteem is so low after being in a situation yeah. like that for such a long time. And then, you know, you just start to think to yourself, well, I've had a kid now, no one's gonna want me anymore, or I can't achieve this. Or you just start to really feel worthless. And I think it's so, it seems so, um, it seems like such a small thing, but it's the biggest thing ever, just picking the right <laughs> And not only do you start to like beat yourself up, but how old is your daughter? She's three and a half. She's three and a half. So my daughter's eight years old. So when they start to get to 
seven, mm. six, seven, eight, nine, especially if you have girls, even if you have boys, then forget the emotional damage that it's done to you because that's when you're going to start to see it in the kids. Yeah. You know, my daughter will have her girlfriends over because I let her have all of her friends over all the time because I'm usually the mom that has the biggest house. So it's like, yeah, just bring them over, drop them off. I'll order pizza. And it's very easy to see in the little girls who has a supportive, stable home Mm. and who doesn't. Right. Like they'll come over and they'll ask questions like, why do you have this big house and we live in a basement? Mm. Right. Why? Or they'll ask my husband, like, how much money do you make? What do you do? And when they start to get to this age, you start to see the effects that it's taken on the child because mentally the development is that's critical is from like, I think, what, four, five, six, seven, in and around that time. Yeah. That's going to shape the child. And regardless of, I feel like as moms and dads, we think that we're doing such a good job at shielding our kids from all these bad things but they are always listening yeah we might tell them to go out of the room and close the door and they're standing right at the door listening because they want to know what's going on yeah right so you have to think about the long-term effects if you let this man abuse you if you let him speak terribly to you then that child is going to grow up and allow another man to do that to them yeah so i always have like when i had my daughter I found that I had a set of standards for myself and then I had a set of standards for her and the standards that I had for her way surpassed anything that I had for myself. And then it just, it's like a mirror. You're looking, you're, it makes you examine Mm -hmm. yourself. Like I wouldn't allow mm -hmm. this for her. So why am I allowing this? Exactly. That's what you have to start thinking about because once you realize that it has affected them, it's Mm -hmm. too late. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's true, and they absorb everything. They take everything. Even even my daughter, she's three and a half, but even still, I can see that she understands things. Mm-hmm. Like, the other day, my husband and I were having a heated discussion about something on the TV. We weren't arguing, yeah. but something happened on television. We had two different, like, opinions about it. We were really going in about this show. <laughs> like, I wasn't mad at him. He wasn't mad at me, mm-hmm. but we were, our voices were elevated tones, and we were passionate, like, talking about this show. And my daughter, she comes, and she goes, Daddy, Daddy, how about you go in that room and mommy, how about you go and make a tea? She's like trying to diffuse the situation. I'm like, oh baby, we're not arguing. <laughs> but she thought like we were having like a real beef. Yeah. Like she thought this yeah. was beef and she was just trying to split us up. Yeah. Oh, Daddy, how about you go? And I just thought to myself, oh, that's sad because some kids are actually living in houses where their parents are yeah. actually fighting all the time yeah. and they actually do have to deal with this. Yeah. That made me sad for other mm-hmm. kids. But then also I thought like, what does she think? <laughs> does she think, does she Literally. think we're and blue Literally. Face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wanted me out of the room. She said, Mommy, go make a tea. Daddy, how yeah. about you go in the other room? She's going to go in the other room and like call the police on you. <laughs> <laughs> she was panicked because she thought, Oh my God, is this it? Are they going to divorce? Is this the end? Like, yeah. this is what she's thinking. Because <laughs> they take it in and they observe. Mm-hmm. And they can all, my daughter, she can also see like the way I talk to myself and the way I re- respond to myself when I'm getting dressed and when I'm putting on different outfits. And if I don't like how the outfit looks, she can see how I feel about it Mm -hmm. and I'm conscious that I don't want to put any any of my issues Mm -hmm. on her because I know she can see me like if I put on something I'm like oh it just doesn't look right I know she can see it because she will come in the room and be like mama you look like a princess Mm -hmm. and why don't you like wear the last one I like the last one you didn't like it 
Hmm. She can tell. She can tell. So I'm just like, listen, I I don't want you to ever grow up and start thinking negatively about your own self, your own body, your own outfits. I think about that all the time. You do? Because after my daughter, I had a mommy makeover. Okay. So I literally had surgery. So my daughter was so small. She didn't really understand, but she knew that I had surgery, Mm -hmm. but I was fine. Yeah. And then if I'm changing, because I don't know about you, but I'm a naked mom. Me I'm too. like, yeah. So my daughter will see and she'll like see like my scars. So I always kind of beat myself up about that. And I'm and I'm like so scared of the day when my daughter comes and like wants to have mm-hmm. her boobs done or something. And she'll be like, well, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because then what can you say? <laughs> Right, because you want to <laughs> yeah. set that example, and yeah. like they're literally watching. In the moment, you might think, "Oh no, like it's no big deal. She doesn't know what's going on. Like I can put on a brave face." But they literally are watching every single thing, everything, and, and it's they can tell. like they're gonna use it against you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my thought. She, um, I had a breast reduction. I, you know that mm-hmm. I told you this. Um, she knows my boobs. <laughs> every child knows their mom's boobs, right? Yeah, when, when you're that, yeah, uh, when you're that age, she knows them. So she saw them afterwards and she just realized that they were different. Yeah. That's all. She just kind of noticed that they were different and she was looking at them and she goes, because she could see the scars and she thought, I hurt myself. She goes, oh, is it hurting? Do you need a bandage? Oh I'm like, no, this is just how they look now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm cool with having that conversation with her. I had to do it, girl. It was too big. Yeah. <laughs> it was too big. My yeah. back was hurting. <laughs> but um, I don't know how I would explain anything else. I know it's it's difficult. So yeah. you, you kind of start Would you to do it again. Would you go again? No, I told baby? myself like I'm done mm-hmm. because I've had like a couple things done over the years. And since my daughter started to get old enough and started to like ask questions and say things, I was like, oh, shit, mm. like I need to start living and being that example, not just do what I say and not as I do. Yeah. I need to lead by example and now I'm like, no, I'm going to work out. I'm going to be all healthy. You know, maybe one day I might even get my augments like removed, you know, because mm-hmm. I really want to set a good example. And I would never, ever want her to feel like she needs to do cosmetic surgery to feel comfortable in her body. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's such a beautiful body. I made it. <laughs> no, this is it. Right. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I grew up hating my neck. Right. I didn't actually have no, a problem. You never with told my me that. Neck. I didn't have an issue with my neck, but I have I have a rolly neck. OK. You can see I've got like lines on my neck. I've always had I have a, lines too. Yeah, but I've always had a rolly neck. This is okay. not age. This okay. is I was born with a rolly neck, right? Okay. <laughs> but I didn't think there was a problem with that. My yeah. dad has a rolly neck. Yeah. I, there are people in my family with rolly necks. It's genetic, right? So I didn't think it was a problem. But when I went to school, there was a girl who made fun of me for oh, it. And she's no. like, ha ha ha, you got neck rolls, you've got neck rolls. And I don't know, she, I, that was like a new insecurity unlocked. All of us, I know, what a hated her. Bitch. Hated her. She yeah. even had the same crush and all the same boys I had a crush. I, I hope not she's like doing girl. terrible in <laughs> life today. <laughs> no, she unlocked that insecurity. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I just thought there was just something wrong with me, like with my neck. And I, for my whole life, I just did not like it. Yeah. Out comes this perfect baby that I give birth to, has the same neck as me. The exact same neck that I've got, she's got. Can't hate my neck anymore. I'm not allowed. No, <laughs> I can't hate my neck anymore. I am no. not allowed. My daughter has the same neck, and yeah. she has the cute. It's cute. It's she so looks cute. adorable. Yeah. She's cute. She's perfect. There's nothing wrong with her, and there's nothing wrong with her neck, and therefore there's nothing wrong with mine because it's Period. the same one. Period. Period. 
and that yeah. changed my perspective immediately anything i didn't like about myself i like it now because she's got it too yeah and that's it period. period but then with her as much as i want to lead by example i'm still human there are gonna be things that i make mistakes on mm-hmm. and so i can't beat myself up about the fact that i'm just not a perfect example i'm really not and i'm gonna be real with her like you're only allowed to have one chocolate Yes, I had four. <laughs> yes, I did have four. And I'm not supposed to have four. There's no playbook. <laughs> Shouldn't have had it. There's no playbook to parenting. There isn't. You just have to kind You're of just like it raw out. dogging it every day. This is it. You this know? is it. It's like <laughs> you just have to do your best and be honest. Be honest with yeah. your kids. I feel like just being honest and being open, transparent. Yeah. Like just being real about it helps. Because yeah. there are things that my mom like my parents, they would do and they would think I didn't notice it but I noticed it. Yeah. That causes more complications for me mentally yeah. than if they were just to be honest. Yeah. Right. And our kids already know no matter what we tell them, no matter what lies we tell them, they know, they know what's going on. Right. So don't try and like brush over it or skirt over it or whatever. I'll do as I say, you know, I say, thinking that like you're shielding them. Cause you're not, cause you're not, if anything, you're, you're breaking trust. This is it. Yeah. And I, and I think that that makes them skeptical of you and everything you say now yeah. because they're like well you say this but you don't do this and i know mm-hmm. you don't do this even mm-hmm. though you try to act like blah 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 mm-hmm. just be open i think maybe is the only way that we can kind of like that's how i cope yeah <laughs> that's how yeah. i do this because i know that i'm imperfect yeah there are things i don't want her to do that mm-hmm. i do and she sees me do it <laughs> i tell my daughter all the time i say mommy is not perfect mm-hmm. you know like we had a conversation last night because my daughter does coding and she's passing this new level and it's getting more difficult and she doesn't want to do it anymore. And I'm sitting down with her and she's like crying because she's just frustrated and doesn't even want to have a conversation. She just wants to quit, mm. you know, and I'm trying to inspire her and I'm trying to tell her how special she is and how precious she is and how, you know, and I'm telling her about all the things that she's accomplished already in her short little life and how she's destined for greatness and like, after talking to her for a little while, the tears start to dry up and she starts mm. to get a little bit better. And then I have to tell her, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I'm putting so much pressure on you because I told her I want you to get your orange belt. Like, mm. you know, and she's, I think, like seven codes away from getting that belt. And she's like, you put so much pressure on me. Oh. And I'm like, you know, I just know that you're destined for greatness. Mm-hmm. And I know that you can do this. And I know that whatever you decide, when you put your mind to it, you can achieve, you it. Can achieve it. And I know that you're meant to be better than like everybody else that you, you know. And, Period. You know, so after a while, she's like, okay, okay. And she's getting motivated. And then I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so tough on you. <laughs> You know, it comes from a good place Mm. and it's because I love you. And when I was your age, I did not even have a computer. I would go and play with the ants in the backyard. I was like a freaking loser, like had nothing going on. But already at your age, you've accomplished so much more than I ever did at my age, Mm. you know? And then she's like, okay. I'm like, mommy's not perfect. I'm "I'm sorry. Do you forgive me? And she's like, yeah. That's it. It's the recovery. It's the conversations afterwards as well. That reminds me of like my husband, he goes to the gym at night and there's a mother, there's a father and son that go to the gym the same time that he goes. And the other day he told me this story. They were in the gym together and they were just talk- like, basically whenever they're in the gym, they talk about things that happened in their day or any grievances they have with each other, blah, blah, blah. That particular day in the gym, my husband's so nosy. Why did he, why was he listening to the whole, to the whole conversation? conversation? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, he's supposed to be working out. He's there listening to them. Anyway, he said that they, um, the son told the dad, like, I just feel like you're too hard on me. And um, you don't need to push me as hard as you push me because it just stresses me out. And I, I, I just, I don't need... I don't need all that. <laughs> and the dad was that, you know, was just like, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that, you know, that's how you were receiving it. It's just that I really wanted you to do well. What's the best way for me to motivate you? How do you prefer to be spoken to? Or like, what would be more effective? Yeah. And I'm just like, that's so healthy. Yeah. These conversations afterwards where we just kind of share with our parents, like, I didn't really like this, but this is how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And then for your parents to be like, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. And, you know. My parents would never say that to me. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? My parents would never say that to me to this day. Do you know what I mean? Like just sitting down and saying, I'm sorry. Like My parents would make a blatant mistake and still not say sorry. Like. They'll be like. What is that? Go do something. <laughs> Go to your room. Like, I'm sorry, but are you hungry? Is not an apology. Yeah. Dinner's ready. Is not an apology yeah 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 okay Let, yeah. As long as we're on we, the same page as, as that we're, the we're breaking the generational curses <laughs> it's not an apology please. and it's not healthy we no. need to talk we need yeah. to have discourse yeah. discussions we need to talk about these things this is how we heal we can't yeah. carry those things down no. to our kids it's not no. right no <laughs> i love that post that you put on your tiktok where you said that you know like raising your daughter has helped to heal your inner child mm -hmm. that's beautiful yeah because i feel the same way yeah there's certain things that i just didn't that just didn't sit right with me growing up that i don't do with her or i've yeah. changed the way i do it yeah or totally. certain things that i wish my parents maybe would have done yeah. my parents were great by the way yeah totally but they were imperfect as yeah. we all are so there are things that i'm changing and fixing and there are things that i experienced as a child not because of my parents just the world that when I look at my little mini me, I need to fix and I need to change or I need to discuss or I need to approach. Yeah. My mom couldn't necessarily relate to everything that I experienced. Yeah. I'm darker skinned, my mom's light skin. So she never really, she never experienced colorism. Yeah, my mom's white. There we go. <laughs> it's like your parents, my mom, she did what she could do with all that she knew, but there yeah. were things that I was experiencing and going through in life that she'd never been through and didn't even know how existed to, yeah she didn't know, doesn't know how to talk to me about it yeah so these are things that when i look at my daughter who is she's a me i can be like okay i know she's gonna she's gonna deal with this yeah that's waiting for her and yeah. so i'm prepared yeah i'm ready <laughs> you know my mom i'm being i'm biracial so not being able to like you when you talk about your mom not understanding that's like my whole life, like mm. even from when I was young and like even bring it back to like my hairstyles, like my mom not knowing how to do my hair, not being able and like as much as she would try and as much as I appreciate her efforts and taking me to the different salons and everything that she does. And I love my mom and I respect her and I honor her. But mother daughter relationships can be so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. And with my second baby. I remember I really wanted a boy like everyone and even everyone really? on Instagram. They're like, oh, you have a girl like I'm, we're team boy. And everybody was rooting for team boy. Right. So I'm like, yeah, like I could have a boy. I want something different. And then I did a gender reveal and I found out I was having a girl. And for that, that night, I was like having gender disappointment because I'm like, oh, I really wanted a mm. boy. You know, I wanted something different. I was kind of sad about it. But then after I sat with myself, for a while um 
and thought about it, it it's almost like i was meant to have girls yeah because i'm meant to heal this mother-daughter um generational curse that is in my family for several several mm. generations because i went through what i went through so there's so many things like being a girl mom yeah that we know to do and that we look out for it's just natural yeah yeah so i totally understand what you're coming from yeah and there's but also though this mm -hmm. is something different mm -hmm. you're having another girl but it's a different kind of girl i know i have a I have a white girl and now i'm gonna have a black girl it's a completely new experience this is why so it's this like is this was different. god made this like meant to happen <laughs> you know like he was like this is if anybody's gonna do this it's gonna be <laughs> you, you. So I'm raising a white girl and I'm raising a black girl. But my but my white daughter thinks that she's black. Like, let's be real. One of her little friends was like, you're a white girl. And she got so mad and started crying. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> when you see kids, that's because she looks at you and she sees she thinks she's you. <laughs> that's how kids are. That They you know. look at their moms and they just think, well, that's me. Like. And I think like, my, as, you know, I'm healing my inner child with her. And every time I see a black Barbie doll, I get the black Barbie doll mm -hmm. and I get the black storybook and I get all the black girl stuff. And I'm like, isn't she so pretty? And my daughter's <laughs> like, yeah, yes. <laughs> so I've like brainwashed her a little bit to like just think that she's a black girl i'm like black girls are the prettiest ones and she's like yeah and i'm like and you're black too and she's like shensia like in the, in the back seat of the car oh my god oh, stop so literally that reminds me of um prince harry listening to shensia in his yeah. darkest days i cannot that's my daughter that's my daughter she comes home from grade three she's like put on the shensia i had a, I had a rough day <laughs> so funny but that's cute and i love that and i think yeah. that's just where it comes full circle yeah and this is just this is what it's all about i think um it's not just about us anymore when you become a mom your whole purpose changes yeah and like, it's such a joyous thing too it's a joyous thing everything you do has so much meaning attached yeah. to it because it's not just for me yeah and i think before i had all these ambitions i don't know what I had all these ambitions yeah. <laughs> and I think now I'm looking back on my ambitions before and I'm just like yeah, what was I working for what was this for what was what was it for yeah. I can't remember now no <laughs> I can't remember now because now what it's for is my child and my future child yeah I don't know if it's a girl or boy but whatever it is already my number one priority yeah. I said to my husband yesterday I feel like it's kind of unfair there's all these people that have been in my life loving me being there for me showing up for me you know and there's this human that's not even born and they're already outranked <laughs> you, they've already outranked everybody else who's been in my life who's yeah. been paying their dues yep this yeah. non-unborn human is all above you yeah <laughs> already totally you totally so that's just how it is and that's the way it should be i think and so part in words i want to give I want you to give just a bit of advice for any mom who is just looking to upgrade her life. She wants to buy a house. She wants to become financially stable. She wants transformation. What would you say? So the best advice that I would give to any mom out there who wants to transform their life, who wants to go from being broke to being in the red to being in the green, um, is to understand number one like curate your life around the lifestyle of your dream life 
So sit down with yourself and think in the long term, what is the dream life? I think this task of like daydreaming is so underrated, Mm -hmm. but you need to do that and you need to have clear goals set out and then work it back from there. And if you don't already have your co-parenting or separation agreement um, legalized by the courts, that is the bare minimum. That is the bare minimum that you are going to need in order to financially level up but also potentially like romantically down the line as well. When you meet somebody who is the absolute perfect man, mm-hmm. know that no really good, high quality men. I hate when I say that on a podcast, <laughs> but um, is going to want to come into your life and come into a very messy situation, especially the men. They're not going to want to come into a lot li- into your life. If your baby father's just showing up any time of day, coming in and out of your house. So you want to get that settled. And then also just focus on leading by example, especially if you have young girls, because they're always watching you. Um, But there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It literally took me one year. Like if you put the the plan in place, it can transform in a very short period of time. This, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for taking the time today. It's baby mm, time. Thank you. Been two weeks, two, three weeks away. I know. Baby's coming. And you made the journey. You made, made the, the time. I'm so course, grateful. Girl. Thank you. Thank you so Congratulations much. Congratulations to you. Thank you. And your new baby on the way. Thank you so much. <laughs> I am very happy about this. Thank you. <laughs>